This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. This past week, we went to another open house visit to a high school uh, for my son. Uh, my wife and I and my son uh, took in a second school. The uh, you know last month we did uh, a, another one, and that that first school we went to. This is like, this is a tale of two schools. The first school we went to. Uh, is the school that, uh, the way it works, it's, it's considered a community school. And if you live in a certain district, that's the school you go to, the high school that you'll go to when you get done with your you know, middle school stuff. And Hayden's about to wrap up his middle school stuff this year. And uh, it's not, in this case, it's not necessarily where we live. It's the school that he's going to. Uh, that can also be, there are certain schools that, when the kids are done, they matriculate to that high school, particular high school. Well, this school that we went to first, that's the one that, uh, you know, if, if Hayden doesn't pick a different school, that's the one that he's automatically set to go to. The, the city and, or the school system, that's how it's set up. And early on, I remember my wife talking about the school saying, you know, it's got a pretty good, it's got a pretty good uh, advanced classes kind of program to help out the kids that are gifted and talented. My son goes to a gifted and talented school, gets it from his mother, and uh, does really well. And if he just would not be sick so often. <laughs> He's doing better, but uh, um, anyway, because I just don't like it when he misses school, it just bug, bugs me. Don't want to get behind that kind of thing, and it's just going to get more work as high school comes along. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But if he does really well in these um, accelerated classes, uh, there's a program that he can take where if he fulfills all the requirements and does well on the testing, he could actually lop off a year of college. He could start college as a sophomore and not as a freshman because that's possible, which would be awesome. But, you know, I'm not going to expect him to do it. I'm going to see if he can try. But, you know, I don't want to get too much pressure on him. Well, <clears throat> anyway, so we go to see that school. And we, we, we walk in the building. There's, there's cheerleaders shaking their pom-poms and then and greeting you in there. And you, you go into the auditorium. You find a place to sit. And there's a band down at the front of the auditorium. And they start to play for a little bit. And, you know, they get started a little late 
but it got started. And the principal gets up there and he acknowledges right away, okay, we're running a little behind. We want to make sure that we kind of wrap this portion up uh, quickly so that you can get to do your sessions. Now the sessions are 10 minute segments where you go to a class. There's, there's a whole series of classes that you can check out and you can pick, I don't know, five or six. I think six or seven maybe. Whatever the number is. You pick and then you go to that classroom and you get a 10 minute presentation from the teacher uh, or teachers and then you know then you move on to the next one and you go on through that and so on. So that's what he said want to get you to do that because he acknowledged he says you're taking time out of your lives to come here to see our open house we thank you for coming uh, we, we want to get you back to back to your lives you know back to whatever you got to do you're busy people so let's let's keep this on schedule and so he says a few words about the school about how good it is how what he tries to do with the school and, and all that and he points out that alongside either side of the auditorium along the wall that the outside aisles are I don't know if it's the entire staff of the school and teaching staff and, and faculty, the other kinds of staff that schools have but a lot of them and they're all dressed in the school colors which happen to be red you know, red and white I think are the colors but they're all they're all wearing red shirts and so he says you know if you have any questions when you're trying to find your sessions uh, find somebody with a red shirt and they'll help you out and and so that's that there they were and they all waved to us and all that it was kind of fun and and then you know he had a couple there was like a group of four girls got up and did a song for us with their with their band with their singing teacher or something and he sang to did a little song and then uh, a couple other people talked a little bit about the advanced program stuff that they have the kind of uh, it's, it's, it's a letter salad. It's all different kinds of initialisms for these programs that are possible to go through. And they say that, you know, we, you know, our school really caters to this and it does really well. We have one of the best programs. We think the best program in the state, you know, that kind of thing. They're really trying to sell the school. And then they have a, they have a parent come up and talk about it. Now, this parent happens to be somebody that Amy and I, we know kind of, she was, she's the parent of, uh, uh, a couple of kids that went to the same school that Hayden goes to. She's got, a, I think, her daughters in his class, and and or in his grade, I should say. And you know, so we kind of know her. And she's she she used to be an anchor for one of the local news TV shows. So she's kind of famous. <laughs> anyway, she's very nice. She gets up there and she's very active in the parent-teacher organization stuff. So that, that's it. So they get all that done. They get it wrapped up and they get us off to our sessions. A little behind, but but we get caught up and we get to them. It's, there's a little confusion as to where some stuff is. So we find somebody with a red shirt and they get us to the place. And, and so we go through and go through all the classes. Uh, there were three people, uh, three teachers for the, for the science thing. And one guy did most of the talking. Well, the, two of them, there was a guy and a gal that did most of the talking. There was, a, there was another woman in there. She did a little bit. But, you know, the guy seemed to have a really nice sense of humor, and then we asked him, and when we were leaving, it's okay, how do we get to this next place? And, you know, so they kind of helped us around. And we left, and I felt pretty good about the school. Um, Hayden, I think, felt pretty good about it. And Amy already felt pretty good about it going into it. She had heard good things. But, you know, well, it seems like it's pretty good, and they seem like they like their school, and they really, you know, they want us to, they want us to attend. So, okay. Uh... I find out though that Hayden has a couple of friends 
that are going to the, another school, a different school in St. Paul. And, and he thought, you know, I, might, I think I might want to go to that one because of his friends. And they're good friends, and he might want to go to that one. So, well, okay, let's go to the open house. Let's check it out. Well, that was this week. And like I said, this is a tale of two schools. These are open houses. They want you to come to these events. Parents bring your kids. They, you know, if if and they want to. The 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 idea is to sell the school. Come here, sell the school, put in the best light. Yeah, tell us it's safe. Tell us that you know that the kids do really well, and that they have you know they're very you know an enriched kind of learning environment, and that the staff is fantastic. Tell us those things, and. You know, every school is going to have that kind of thing, I'm sure. But that's what that's what you're looking for. Well, we go to this next one, and we get there early enough. They had cookies. That was cool. <laughs> and they had a band playing, and they didn't have the cheerleaders, but they had a band as you come in, and the band's playing, and they were really good, and uh, very snappy dressers too. So we go into the auditorium. We can hear the band playing outside, and we're just we're waiting, and the time's coming to get started. And it's taking a little time, and it's taking a little time, and it was about maybe ten minutes late or something before the principal comes up and says, "Oh, the band didn't realize they should stop playing. Uh, their 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 teacher, their band leader, uh, had had left, and the and the kids themselves just decided to keep playing. And it, they didn't realize that they should wrap it up because people were staying out there watching the band play." So she said, well, let's give a couple minutes for people to get in, and okay. And she welcomes us to the school. She tells us that she's been there for a long time, I think since the 1993-94 year, I think it was. She couldn't figure out how many years that was. I don't know if I should be concerned about a principal not being able to do the math or if she was just doing a joke. She might have just been making a joke. But uh, she'd been with the school, and then she, she said, it's a good school. It's, it's 150 years old, celebrating its sesquicentennial. And that's that's what a 150 anniversary is called, and and she's you know she's she's saying nice things about the school and talking about you know the accelerated programs and that kind of stuff that they have and and then she introduces us to uh, one of the counselors and the counselor's gonna you know she's gonna speak for the the whole group of counselors but she does introduce them they all stand up and wave and and that but there's no groups there's no lines of staff going on either side you know, of the aisle. There's no everybody wearing the school color, which I think is also red. There's, there's, there's some did, but it's, it's like, oh, okay, all right, well, presentation, that's a little bit, but okay, you're a little late, all right, you're a little late. There's, there, there is an acknowledgement that they're a little late, but there's no acknowledgement that, hey, you know, we're going to try and get this part done quick so that you can get to the sessions and so that you can get on with your night and, and all that. Nothing like that. She, she hands it over to the, the counselor, and then the counselor starts talking about what you need to do, depending where you live, if you want to go to this school. If you're in District F1, this is your school, community school for that district. You won't have to do anything. Or if you go to this school, and if you live over here, and if you do, and she starts going through this and slide after slide after slide of, of, of PowerPoint, showing us you know all this kind of stuff, which the other school didn't bother with. 
they, 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 you know, they give you information that you can get online, phone numbers you can call. They give you stuff that you could, you know, paper in your hands that you could have all that kind of information. They're trying to sell the school. This lady's just telling us about what you know. And after after the whole evening was done, Amy and I were talking about it, and Amy thought the same thing I was thinking at that moment. After about two minutes of this woman going on about where you live and all this kind of stuff. And, the, and she's nobody's listening at this point. This is you know why are you talking about this? Tell us about the school. <laughs> Sell the school. Well, we're looking at the clock, and we're supposed to be starting our sessions because they give you a little schedule, you know, and they give you a list of classrooms that you can go to and each each you know topic that's being covered. So we're looking at you know we're getting you know come on come on, we got to go for our schedules we got to go for our sessions let's wrap it up here, and they keep talking. And it was okay for us because our first session was going to be right there in the auditorium. We figured, well, because we wanted to, that was going to be about the advanced learning uh, uh, programs, how to, you know, the other stuff that they have that for the for the gifted and talented kids and that kind of thing. And so, so we just stayed put. And finally, they let everybody go to get to their sessions. We stayed put. The gal waits a little bit for her to kind of settle down, then she starts talking, and she starts telling us about the kind of stuff, and I can see Amy's taking notes, and she's going on for a bit, and she talks for, I don't know, five minutes or something, and you hear, beep, okay, it's time to head, it's the end of the first session, it's time to go to the second session. I mean, I don't know why my mom was there, but anyway, it wasn't my mom, just sounded like her. And... We're, we're st the gal that's running this this particular session just keeps going. She just sort of looks up and kind of shrugs and just keeps going. And then she actually introduces another person. And he starts talking. And we're starting to get a little antsy. And Amy's nudging me. She says, let's go. we got to go. we got to get to the other session. I, know, I, I, I didn't want to be the first one to get up. But on the other side of the auditorium, a group gets up and they start moving out. So we th I said, okay, let's go. So we went out. We have no idea where to go. They give you they give you numbers of the classrooms, where okay, but the numbers aren't necessarily obvious. You have to you know, so which which hallway do we go down to to get to this number? Yeah, and so we asked one of the students that was there. She was very nice. She got us to where we needed to go, and yeah, so she's so we got there, and it was science, and there was two teachers that were going to present there. And so we got in there, and there was, uh, I think some people had just left as we were going in. So we're the first ones in there. We sit down, and then the guy says, you know, he starts asking us questions right away. He says, do you have any questions, asking us if we have any questions for him. And we said, uh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, don't ask us if we have any questions. And that was the other thing. When the principal was, or, uh, no, it was when the counselor was talking about where you live in that there were people that started to ask questions it was like two of them that's why you people asking questions we got to get moving here anyway a few other people straggle in and then they start to give their presentation and it's a lot of you know some powerpoint stuff and a little bit of the letter salad stuff about you know all the program stuff and and he's talking about well uh, physical sciences might seem you know if you had that at your school it doesn't mean the same thing at that school as it means when you get to high school which is a kind of a weird thing but that's i don't know what he's talking about uh but that's kind of stuff what he was saying but it did seem like you know we've got a good science program biology and you can get advanced biology and you can get this kind of so it sounded okay and he gets about i don't know how far into his presentation 
Beep. Okay, that's the end of the second session. Move along to your next, the third session. It's like, is, are, we're not quite done here. No, he keeps talking. <laughs> Finally, some people start to come in. So he kind of wraps it up. And so we get up to leave. We find another kid. We find another kid to help us find the next place we're trying to get to. Now, this science teacher that was talking to us, he said, okay, uh, I've taught here for nine or ten years, uh, something like that. And I still, he says, the school is kind of a maze. Not amazing, a maze. It may be an amazing school, but it's, it's, a, it's an old school built on a hill with a new building built around the old building. So it's, 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 it can be confusing. It's not quite the Winchester Mansion, but still. So we get some other student. He starts leading us to the next place that, we, that we're to, to get to. Um, we get there, and Amy realizes, no, 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 this isn't what we want. So we start to leave there. And that's when we, we stop in the hall to say, okay, where are we going next? To look at the little... Notice how I haven't said map. Because there were no maps provided. We've got a science teacher telling us that the school is kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of a maze. So, you know, I wanted to, well, then wouldn't a map have been something you guys would have thought to do? Been around for 150 years. You'd think somebody would have thought of, you know, we should make up a map to show people where these places are. Now, the other school didn't do it either. I'm not saying it, but their school wasn't nearly as confusingly laid out. There was a couple little spots where we had to get some help. But... It was easy to find help because the people were wearing red. Well, here, <laughs> now the kid that we did find, he was wearing red. He happened to be, you know, as we said, and he did, he did lead us to, but it turned out not to be where we wanted to be. And so we start, we stop, we're looking at the list, there's classes. Okay, what's the one we want to check out? And Hayden says, I don't want to go here. I don't like it. I don't want to go here. Really? You don't want to? Nope, I don't want to go here. And Amy says, well, you know, we should try to see, go to these other sessions, meet some of the other teachers. You might need meet some cool teachers that might change your mind. And he says, I, I don't think so. I, I don't want to go here. And I said, well, let's just go to one more session. Let's do one more, and then we'll see. You know, if you still feel the same way, we'll go home. So we find what the next session we're going to you know, try to get to. And it has to do with uh, woodworking and architecture and silk screening. It's kind of a combo kind of uh, shop class sort of thing, sort of thing, thing. <laughs> oh, my grasp of the language. And that's down on the next, uh, the lower, uh, the floor below us. So we find a stairwell. We get down. We're looking at these numbers. And, with, oh, okay, I think I've got it. And, you know, we, we start headed to, we get to the room. The door is closed. And it's locked. This is an open house. Why is this door closed and locked? Why isn't there a note on the door saying, uh, for this, you need to go to this other room? There's nothing. So we, we look around the corners. Nope. It was, what, you know, what is going on? And so Amy says, well, let's go, let's go in that room there. There's, so, there's people in there we can ask. So we did. We ended up going in there. And, and, and so there was a, some people just leaving. And we go in, and there's a teacher in there. And we said, you know, we're trying to get to this one. But the door's closed and it's locked. And she says, it is? And she looks outside and she's, well, that's where She's, well, you know, he does actually have three rooms in which he does his work. You know, you know, I guess because it's kind of, I don't know why. It just is. And she's, But he's usually out in the hall somewhere. She looks out there. She can't find, well, I'm sorry about that. And, I, and we realize that this is the art class. That she's one of the art teachers. Well, art was one of the things we were going to check out. 
So we said, well, as long as we're here. So she started giving us her overview and stuff like that. I did have a couple questions for her, and and you know she gives us that kind of thing. And then we look around, and there's artwork on the tables, and we check that out. And then you know the PA thing comes on. It's kind of go to the next session, and and then you know we look at Hayden and say, well, and he says, no, nah, I'm hungry. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> so we left. I mean, it just it was. It, it was so disorganized. There was not even a thought that, well, you know, we're getting started 10 minutes late, so if it's, you know, we're pushing everything back 10 minutes. Now, if you need to leave by whatever the time it was supposed to end, it's supposed to end by 8. If you need to leave by 8, you don't have to go to the last sessions. You just go to as many as you can, but we're going to push everything back 10 minutes so that people can get things figured out. Oh, and also, we're going to give you maps of the school so you can figure out where everything is. Now, the next, uh, we saw uh, a few of the parents that we recognized and kids that we recognized from, you know, Hayden's class, and uh, we didn't get the chance to say hi to anybody because it's just it's just chaos in there. Well, I, I don't want to overstate it, but it just was a lot of stuff going on. The, the next day, I sent a, um, a message to one of the moms that we saw, and I said, hey, we saw you there. We didn't get a chance to say hi. Sorry about that. And, and, I, and I told her, I said, we were not very impressed with uh, the school's presentation uh, I says, yeah and and she did send back to me she says oh you know it really is a good school um, but you know and, and you know if you guys have any questions about it you can ask me I'll help you out with that so that's cool and it's not it probably is a good school it has a good reputation didn't when I was a kid when I was a kid that was the rough school and that but that was a hundred years ago so it's changed and it's it's it just this is an open house you're trying to sell us and go into your school you should really put your best foot forward and if, as far as we were concerned it just was it just was a mess and uh, Hayden I don't know I think he was catching a vibe earlier you know I don't believe in vibes but there was just something he was feeling something like I'm not so sure about this one and after the confusion he just thought nah <laughs> I like the other school better. I'll go there. So, hey, that was, uh, you know, I guess, well, we're humans. Um, we're not all perfect. And uh, well, I'm close. But it's time for my break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll return after this break. <laughs> Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z-Talk Radio. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Dr. Dim might even have a guest or two. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network network.
Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You listen when your body says, I'm tired, or I'm hungry. What if your body said something else might be wrong? Gynecologic cancers, cervical, ovarian, and uterine cancers have symptoms, so pay attention. If your body says something may be wrong, please listen. Learn the symptoms. Get the inside knowledge about gynecologic cancers. A message from HHS and CDC's Inside Knowledge Campaign. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk, radio network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I think I'm going to do one of these. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. I hope so. Okay, this one might be a little convoluted, but... uh, Hopefully I can get you through this one. All right. Have you seen these ads for McDonald's McCafe thing? You know, the the coffee that they offer at McDonald's? Uh, I mean, it's probably one of the one places, one of the last places in the world where you can get just a a cup of coffee that just tastes like coffee. Um, Not like Honey Nut Crunch or whatever, cinnamon toast bagel pumpkin latte spice things it, it, it's it's probably one of the last places now I'm not a coffee drinker so I don't give a damn <laughs> I hate coffee I don't understand you people just admit it you're on drugs okay don't give me this oh, don't talk to me until I had my coffee just, just, don't talk to me until I've had my drugs because that's what you're <laughs> that's what you're saying because you know I gotta have my massive injection of caffeine Otherwise, you know, don't don't get anywhere near me. But it's acceptable, and it's not something that's going to uh, necessarily impair you for driving or something like that. But anyway, I was never a coffee drinker. I maybe in my entire life I've had half a cup of coffee, and I thought, who drinks this shit? <laughs> who likes this? My wife likes coffee, I guess, but I, it just never. It just never. All right. So there's this ad for. Uh, the McCafe, and it's uh, the setting of the ad is uh, one of those hip office kind of settings. Looks kind of cool. It's like open plan or something like that. And one of the office workers walks up to another one who's sitting at a table, and she says, "She says, uh, where's the new intern?" And he tells her, "Oh, we sent him on a coffee run." And on cue, the the intern walks in, and he's got one of those drink trays that you can get from McDonald's and other fast food places. And he's got four drinks on it, four coffees. 
and you know, one regular coffee, one regular size coffee he gives to so and so. One large coffee for you. Oh, one for you. Here's that that mocha. You know the candy coffee when people want to drink candy, but they they still want to have their coffee, which is you know, it's it's half coffee and it's half whipped cream and and yeah, half and I don't know what's what's all in. I know the coffee's not exactly coffee. I never mind. I don't drink it. Anyway, so the you know he hands those out. And then he's got one latte or whatever, the mocha. He's got one mocha left on the tray. And he starts to walk away. And he stops, reaches into his pocket, and he says, Oh, and where do you guys buy coffee? Because you gave me way too much money. And he hands the guy back change. The change consists of a dollar and some coins. Now, we learn that... The, the coffee, the regular coffee, any size, is a dollar. The mochas are two dollars. So what he's got there, he's got two coffees, one regular size, one large, and two mochas. That's six dollars worth of McCafe coffee, stu coffee stuff. Okay. Now, I don't know how it is in your part of the world, but there is tax on uh, fast food stuff here in Minnesota. So I don't even know where it's 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 different depending on where you are. Minneapolis has a little diff, higher rate of uh, tax than St. Paul maybe, and it's just it's just a little. But it's let's say it's ten percent. So if it's ten percent, that comes to six dollars sixty cents. So he gives the guy back a dollar and some change, and I'm looking at, now either he's keeping the rest of it. Or the guy gave him eight bucks. <laughs> That's not way too much money. It, so I went to see if I could watch this thing online, which I can. You can find it, and I'll link to it so you can watch it. So I looked more closely at it, and I realized he's, he's giving more than just a dollar, a, a bit of paper money, and a bit of coin. There's, there's two bills that he's handing back they're kind of folded and the one you know it, you can see that the the bill that you can see well enough it says one on the back of it so you know that's a dollar bill it's a one dollar bill now i don't know what the other one is if it's another dollar and it came to 660 that means they gave them nine bucks for coffee Maybe, maybe they gave him $58. They gave him a five, three singles, and a $50 bill to get the coffee. And that bill that's folded in there is a 50. Or, but see, I wouldn't do it that way. If I was given change, the biggest bill is on the bottom, and the other, the, you know, and they go into, you know, descending order. And if he folds it in half, like he did there, the 50 would be the one that you would see. That's how I'd do it. So I'm looking at this thing and say, well, it's it doesn't work. They didn't give you way too much money. They could if 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 somehow the taxes on it got it up into seven dollars something. If somehow they did that, got it up to seven dollars something, and they gave him a ten, then he'd get you know two dollars, two bills, and some change. 
and hand it. But any way you slice it, unless the guy gave him, like I said, a fifty, give him, give him fifty-eight dollars to buy four coffees. There's there's no way too much money about it. It's just uh, it's 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 these little things that that get to me. And my my pedantry starts to sit and say, okay, well, how much money? How uh, couldn't I, couldn't you make it look like? It couldn't it have been a ten dollar bill with another bill inside of it? You know, can you make it make it obvious that it's he's giving back eleven dollars and some change, or or twelve dollars and some change? So then you can say, oh, they gave him a twenty to get these coffees. Then it would make sense to say you gave me way too much money. <sighs> it's the uh, the price of being a pedant. A pedant, you know, you just kind of uh, you notice these things and it bugs you and it gets under your skin. Thank you for letting me share that with you. So I guess uh, uh, Ricky Gervais was recently on the uh, the Stephen Colbert show. And I don't watch. Uh, well, I guess it's, what was it called? It's called. Uh, the Late Show. It used to be Letterman's thing, and they got Colbert hosting now. And I don't know if it's like. Let me get. Let me just go off on this a little bit. Um, I don't know how many do it. I don't. Even, I don't even know if Colbert does it. But I, I've been seeing commercials for you know, Harry Connick Jr. has a show now. It's a daytime talk show, so you know it's all for the gals. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being stereotypical, but it kind of is. And I mean, it's it's it. You know, you, you, I don't know why. It's just anyway. Don't get don't don't start sending telling me I'm some kind of sexist or something. But I was noticing in some of the ads that he's dancing. He dances with people on the show, or he's dancing by himself. And I went, what in the hell is it with this dancing and talk show hosts? Why are they dancing? It's, it, I blame Ellen because she started it. I don't know why she started it, but she has to get out there. She has to do her dance as she goes up to her desk. Of course, I've never watched the Ellen show either. <laughs> I just know that this is part of what she does. And then, you see, I used to watch The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. I don't particularly care for the guy that they have on there now. Not that I don't care. It's just, I don't, it's just, it's not Craig. I liked Craig. I liked the way he did his show. I like it much better. And, and, and at some point, Craig started dancing. Why are you dancing? Stop dancing. Carson never danced. Letterman sure as shit never danced. Oh, no. <laughs> you never saw Dave dancing. And Dave was my guy. In the 80s, I was watching on CNN. Well, I didn't watch it on CNN. I watched it on Netflix. But it was a CNN documentary about the decade of the 80s. They've done the 60s so far. They've done the 70s. Now they're doing the 80s. I don't know if they did the 50s. Why not do the 50s? Do the 50s. Why not? 40s, well, that's World War II. So that's been done to death. But maybe they could do something interesting there. But anyway, they did the 80s. And the first two parts, it's eight parts of this documentary series, the first two parts are about television. I didn't watch a hell of a lot of television in the 80s, apparently, because I kept looking at this. I never watched Dallas. I didn't watch, you know, I, I, I didn't watch. They showed, I don't know how many sitcoms they showed bits of. I, I just As they ticked by, I went, never watch that, never watch that, never watch that, never watch that. And the, I think the reason is, 
I think it's fairly obvious that at some point in the 80s, I was just busy doing stuff at night. You know, in high school, we'd do stuff out at night uh, or, or doing homework or something. So you're just not watching TV. And then in college, doing stuff at night. Do, you know, and after college, you know, art school in my case, uh, it just you did stuff. You, I was out doing stuff, or I was working. You know, so I was working nights, and I would work every Monday, Wednesday, and, and Thursday night. For a long time, I worked that when I was working at Wendy's, and so I just I wasn't watching anything on TV except for Dave Letterman. I was watching Late Night with David Letterman. I remember when I started seeing ads that he had that day show. He had a daytime show. And I was so mad because I was a fan of Letterman's. I, he was one, he was my favorite of the guest hosts that Carson used to have. I can remember him hosting that, and and remember liking him. And th- and I see the ads that he's doing a daytime show, and I'm thinking, well, what the hell? I'm in. Sc- I can't watch that. <laughs> well, it didn't last long, and then they retooled it and figured it out, and it said maybe Letterman would work better at night after Carson, and that was that's when the legend was born, and it's fantastic. But why are they dancing? It just really bugged me. When when Craig started doing it, and he's just a little bit, and then all of a sudden it's he brings the hair and makeup gal out there, and he's dancing with them, and then he brings the pantomime horse thing that they have there, and he's dancing with that, and it's dancing, it's a dancing, and it's just why are you dancing? I don't know. Maybe I I'm just no fun, but I I just it's, I I think I've seen Fallon do it. I don't think Kimmel does it, but I don't watch Kimmel because I mean I like Kimmel enough, but I you know I'm not I don't like his. Uh, See, you know, Letterman had his side guys, right? He had them. Yeah, you know, Larry Bud Melman and Chris Elliott and all that. And I liked them, and that was funny. Uh, Kimmel's got Kimmel's got uh, Cousin Sal, and I don't think Cousin Sal's funny. And he's got you know, this other stuff, and I just, eh, I don't think they're funny. But anyway, I was talking about Ricky Gervais before I went down on that, why are they dancing, and then my... my confession of love for for david letterman's uh late night with david letterman and it was late night with david letterman when he moved over to cbs i had stopped watching him as regularly as i had and when i did watch him i thought nah the show's it's kind of it's it's in the it's in the it's more in the carson mold than it was in the letterman mold even though letterman still did some kind of goofy stuff it just wasn't it just wasn't the same you just can't late night was so awesome but anyway ricky gervais was on uh, the uh, Late Show with uh, Stephen Colbert. Uh, you may not know this, but Ricky Gervais is, uh, is an outspoken atheist, and uh, Stephen Colbert is a very devout Catholic. In fact, I think he teaches Sunday school. Really? <laughs> and as you may know, I'm an atheist. I'll talk about these th- this exchange that they had just recently when I come back after this break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back uh, in about, I don't know, two, three minutes.
You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Wash your hands often to reduce the spread of germs and disease. To wash your hands properly, wet them, apply a quarter-sized amount of liquid soap, and rub them together for about the time it takes to sing the Happy Birthday song twice. Wash the front and back, in between your fingers, and under your nails. Dry them with a paper towel if possible, and then use the paper towel to turn off the faucet and open the door. If soap and water aren't available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. A message from the CDC. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. back to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network at ctalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. So Ricky Gervais, uh, a well-known atheist, is on, uh, was a guest on uh, the Stephen Colbert uh, late show with Stephen Colbert. And Stephen Colbert is a devout Catholic, and it's fairly well-known. And Colbert has had uh, Bill Maher on the show, and Bill Maher is also a well-known atheist. And uh, had their talks about God and the existence of God and not believing it and all that. And Mar can come across as smug and smarmy and, you know, a little, you know, talking down to people, that kind of thing. He can, he can come across that way because he does that. Because <laughs> he doesn't just come across that way. That is the way he is. And that's kind of what happened on, on that. But they're trying to be funny and all that. But Gervais, I thought... I, um, handled himself really well uh, with the thing that uh, was being brought up. Uh, Colbert says, you know, do you want to talk about it? He says, sure. And Colbert says, uh, you know, he asked the question, so why is there something instead of nothing? And and uh, uh, I was just, <laughs> had had I been on that show, which I'll never be, had I been on the show, and that was the question that Mr. Colbert had asked, I would say, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy, you know. Ask a physicist. Ask an astrophysicist. Ask you know. Ask Lawrence Krauss. You know he can. He he's 
he's I've got a book out, and I can't think of what it's called, but it, I think it might be called a, a Universe from Nothing, or, or it's about that, about how the universe came from nothing, but was there really actually nothing? I, I don't know. It's, it's too deep for me. I don't know. And uh, the point that Colbert made was that, uh, you know, Ricky doesn't know that because, you know, he says, because, uh, well, you've learned it, you've been told it, you've, been lear- you've learned it. And, you know, and Ricky was very good about accepting that. Says, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but he says, but R- Ricky did say that the, that's not the right question as to why. It's, it's, the question is how. How is there something f- instead of nothing? And it, so they got kind of talking that way. But um, Ricky made the point that uh, he says he said to Colbert, he says, "Well, you you believe in God, and you believe in a God." And 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 Colbert says, "Well, three in one, which means Colbert's Catholic, you know, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, three gods in one. It's it's convoluted thinking, but you know, it's religion. What do you want? And but the, you know, that's what I was Catholic. That's what we believed." And but anyway, so, yeah, one God. And Ricky says, well, you know, there's there's something like three thousand gods to choose from. Yeah, in in the history of human beings, people living around the world today, there's about three thousand gods to choose from. So he says, you deny the existence of two thousand nine hundred ninety nine of them. I just deny one more than you do. You know, and that's a that's something Richard Dawkins would talk about. You know, he would get people to say, you know, he'd ask him. He says, "Do you believe in Zeus? Do you believe in?" He'd list out these these other gods, and people would say no, and they'd say, "Well, you know, you've already have experience being an atheist because you don't believe in any of these." And and Gervais made the point that you know, being an atheist just means that you just don't. I don't believe it's. I don't believe there are gods, any god. I don't believe there's life after death. I don't believe there's Satan. I don't believe in you know. I don't believe it. Uh, it doesn't mean that I know that it doesn't exist. So he, Ricky made the point says I'm an agnostic atheist, but everybody's agnostic is because it just means I don't know. I don't know for certain. I just don't believe. You know, and there are there's a scale between you know believing and and being and the non-believing, and there's a scale and where you fall on there. And so he, I thought he did really well with Colbert, and at the and Colbert made this the point about science kind of thing, and uh, kind of edging toward that. Well, that's your religion sort of thing. He didn't actually say it, but he was kind of edging that way. And then Gervais said this: science is constantly proved all the time. You see, if we take something like any fiction, any holy book, and destroy it in a thousand years' time. That wouldn't come back just as it was. Whereas if we took every science book and every fact and destroyed them all, in a thousand years they'd all be back because all the same tests would produce the same results. And Colbert, to his credit, said, that's good. That's really good. Because it's a good argument. Because the science is the, is the same. You know, math is the same in in the United States, as it is in China, as it is in South Africa, as it is in Australia, math is the same. Science is the same. The, the theory of gravity is the same all around the world. Theory of evolution, same, all around the world. 
Yeah, it's you. You can. There's instances like the Soviet Union tried to force science to to uh, adhere to the wrong idea of theory of evolution, which was more uh, of a, uh, a, a scientist named Lysenko, I think was his name, and it was not Darwin's idea of natural selection. It was something different. It's the state was trying to force force scientists that no, 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 this is the correct way, and it wasn't working. It didn't work. So, science would be the same. You know, the, the physics, you know, physics is the same on, you know, and it's not just around the world, it's, it's the same on Mars. It's the same. You know, gravity still works the same way that it works here. It's just, a, depends on the mass of the body that you're on, and, and it's just, it's, it all still works. It's still the same. It's not, a, there's not, there's not Chinese science and then you know, uh, European science and and you know African science. There isn't that. It's just science, and that's something that Dawkins also made a point of. He said that uh, he, he said he showed a map of the world, and it had it color coded. And I try. I've been trying to find this video, and I can't find it. And he talks about. You know, the heading of the of the map of the world is the religions of the world, and it shows you know the color codes of those parts of the world where particular religion is dominant. You know, like in in Europe and America, it's it's Christianity. In in Northern Africa, in the Middle East, and parts of Asia, it's it's Islam, and you know, so he takes you around. It shows that, and we and he, and his point was, we look at that, and we people look at that map and think, well, uh huh, yeah, okay. But let's say we did that with science, and, and and we we set it up on you know parts of the world that say I'm not sure exactly how we approached it. I think it's you know what parts of the world don't accept gravity, you know. And in the United States, they don't accept the theory of gravity. Well, no, in the United States they don't expect accept the theory of evolution. That's more to the point, <laughs> more towards reality, and you know they don't accept you know, it'd be like that, or they just have there's different. Science, that's, that wouldn't make any sense. Because a biologist in the United States knows the same science as a biologist anywhere else in the world. And that's, you know, and that's, and that's kind of the point that, that Ricky was making. That's the point that Richard Dawkins has made and other atheists have made. Does that mean there's no God? I don't know. Does it mean that there is a God? I don't know. I don't believe in one. I don't think there is one. What are you going to do? But I thought uh, Ricky Gervais did a really nice job. And it's nice to see that someone, you know, that, that atheists are being exposed more toward people and, it's, and not exposed necessarily as, a, um, as an enemy. I mean, it was a friendly talk between the two of them. They, they, wa they walked away being friendly. It's, I'm sure they, you know, there's no animosity between the two of them. They did, you know, it was nice. And so, you know, kudos to... Ricky Gervais for just being smart enough to have answers and being, you know, cool enough to not be smug like uh, uh, like Bill Maher. Let's see how much time have I got? Well, I have got a few minutes. A couple weeks ago, on the news, and this was went around on the news, and this can happen. Uh, this idea that there's this thing called the "Can You Hear Me" scam. And uh, I even shared it on the Dimland Radio page. 
I saw the story come up uh, from other people that I considered to be good skeptics, and I read it, and I thought, oh, okay. Um, it's, it, it's protecting people from a scam. The scam is you answer the phone, and the person on the other end of the phone says, can you hear me, trying to elicit your, your response of yes, which apparently gets recorded, and then your saying yes is used to do something nefarious, apparently. I didn't, it, it was a little vague about what kinds of things they could do with that, but apparently, you know, it's, it's something that was going around, that we were being warned about. And I'm, I put that up, and one of my uh, friends made a comment on there saying, how exactly would this benefit the scammers? How does this... He, he, he voiced some skepticism. It's like, I, I, which, in turn, made me think, well, huh, you know, he, he's got a good point. How, how would this work exactly? So I started to Google for it, and I went to, of course, Snopes.com. And Snopes had it up there, and they listed it as unproven. And they were pretty much asking the same question, or making the same point. How exactly does this benefit? It's not as though there are... Uh, credit card companies have your voice print available so they can match it against it's not as though they have that and so why would you need that but so the idea that this can you hear me is a scam it it, it might be one it might not be one you may just be you know safe and if somebody does that for you hang up you don't have to talk to salespeople on the phone I learned that from my friend when I was living with him, uh, uh, somebody called asking for him, and I didn't know who the person was, so I just handed him the phone, and he says hello. He, you hear, he just listens to the guy for a minute, for not even that long, for a few seconds, and he turn, he hangs up the phone, just hangs up, didn't say a word. After he said hello, not a word. I said, you just hung up. He said, yeah, this is salesman. I'm like, but you just hung up. And he, said, he said, yeah, you don't have to talk to these people. Just hang up. You could say no thanks and hang up. I do it at the office. I just you know get that. I say no thanks and hang up. Or sometimes, sometimes I hang up before they even start talking. When it's those auto dials, you hear you say hello or you know, or I say you know I name, say the name of the company and I say who I am, and there's nothing. And then you hear like a little boop, and then you hear the sound of people talking in the background, and then somebody says hello. And then you say hello. Is this? Oh, is this? Can I talk to the owner of the business? Is this something? You know, they, or they ask for the the owner, the old owner of the business who's been dead now for almost four years. Uh, say, so, you know, he's been dead for about four years. And but if if I get that that no that no sound, waiting for the little boop, and then hear the the boiler room as they call it, uh, I hang up before they even say anything. Just hang up. Bump. So you can do that. Don't feel bad about hanging up. So this may not be an actual scam, but I, some years ago, I talked about this on the old show, through the office, I had somebody call up and say, hey, we're talking to your boss, Kevin. That's my boss's name. And he wants to discontinue our service. Uh, it's whatever the service they call it. Blah, blah, blah. Where this is service. He wants to discontinue it. But we need uh, to uh, get information to uh, send the final invoice. And I said, What? Uh, I don't. I didn't even know about this service. I don't know about this. I know nothing about this. I need to talk to my boss. Well, you know, we had to talk, and I asked him about it, and he said, 
I don't know what that is. No, I had nothing to do with that. Well, then I get another call, and then now they're saying, well, you owe us this money because we were doing the service for you, and then you could discontinue it, could continue it, but there's the cancellation fee, there's all that kind of stuff, so you need to pay us this money. And I said, well, you know, it's, you know and, and then they started sending us invoices. And, and it's like, no. And finally there was a call. And they, they say, we've got you saying yes. We've got you on, the, you want to hear the recording? We've got you saying yes. I said, I said you guys are, are a scam. So forget it. And I hung up. Now, I don't know if I have all the details in exact order, but that's pretty much how it went. They were trying to get us to pay for something, a service we never got, but they were trying to get you into a corner where they thought, oh, boy, they got us. we got to pay them. They started sending us invoices. And then when they finally called and I told them they were a scam, not a word. They were done. It was done. You know, we're not paying you anything. You guys are a scam. And I hung up on them. I do have a movie recommendation before I get out of here. Uh, I'm recommending, and, and I'm not even done watching it. It's, a, it's actually a documentary series from ESPN. It's called OJ Made in America. And it's a documentary series about OJ Simpson. It's about his career as a football player. It's about his career as a Hertz Renicar guy in the film. And of course... The main thing is, you know, his, uh, his when he murdered his ex-wife and uh, and that Ron, and the fellow that uh, was returning his wife his ex-wife's glasses not her glasses her mother's glasses and uh, he murdered him too uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and and Ronald Goldman he murdered them yes I know how the trial came out but I think the evidence is very clear uh, but not only is it about him it's all about the civil rights movement that was taking place while OJ is going through college and moving his way up, and how you know, it, it had it focuses on the Rodney King beatings, and the the four police officers that got away with it that were acquitted for you know beating the crap out of them, and the riots that took place after that, and the tensions and how this went and how the trial went, and I'm up to the last part, and when when it left. Uh, the last part that I watched, there's five parts to it. I think they're each an hour and a half. You have to get it on disc from Netflix. But if you've got some other way to watch it, it's really compelling. Uh, where it's left off, where I'm at now, and I'll get the next part next week, uh, it's, it's going to the jury. So we've gone through the trial. You know, if the if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. We've gone through all that. I forgot, I forgot or maybe I didn't know, that Johnny Cochran brought up Hitler in his in his summation, his final his closing statement. I don't know if they call it arguments. It's a closing statement. He brought up. He started talking about you know the way society is and how they treat people and and he started started talking about a society that just didn't uh, wasn't didn't uh, uh, clamp down hard enough on a, on a on a fellow that was a painter and it's well, I mean, he's going to talk about Hitler and he did very <laughs> what. Anyway, uh, it's it's fascinating. I will warn you that it's during the fourth part, part four, that you do see unflinching looks at the victims, at what O.J. Simpson did to those two, the wounds they have. You do see it at the crime scene. It's very bloody. It's very... 
it's 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 like I said, the, the image it's unflinching. You, they they put up the still, you know, the police photographs up there in color. A lot of times you can look at black and white and it's not so bad, but uh, ooh, it's a uh, that was not, and when you look at that, and that was one of the other arguments, this was not a, a crime of a mugging that went bad. This was rage. This was rage. And, I mean, if I ever saw rage, I don't know if I've ever seen it, but that sure looked like what I would expect rage to look like. It was ooh, nasty. But it's really a fascinating documentary, and I'm waiting for the last part to get here and see how it comes out. Um, Anyway, uh, good night. It's great. Check it, out. Check it out. Good Ooh, night. Geez, that's right. Frau Blucher. Well then, uh, if you've listened to Timeline Radio, got to the end of it. I had to listen to the horses whinny. Sorry. Um, be ex- uh, be skeptical. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a good review and a rating, if, a good rating if you like. And um, uh, yes, sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to dr dim at dimland.com that's d-r-d-i-m at dimland.com and the opening theme song ram is by the Yolius and is used with permission Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Well, I'm going to hell. hell.